Welcome to episode 300. That's right, 300. 300 of the B Movie Breakdown. There's been 300 yeah. goddamn episodes of this podcast. Gosh darn it, we made it. Gosh Don't darn it, we made how. it. There's been little it's side episodes. Inertia, some, I guess. Uh, some side episodes here and there to, you know, offset that full, you know, we probably passed 300 with those, but oh, don't uh, downplay it, man. This is three zero no, zero full, full on episodes of the show, 300 full on episodes uh, of yeah. this podcast. <laughs> and, uh, before we get into, uh, what the podcast is, if you've never joined us before, I'm Corey. Yeah. My name is Nick. That's Nick. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, it's got real. <laughs> I'm Pat. <laughs> That's Pat, and with us uh, a very special guest who's been on many episodes of this podcast. It's me, Gina. <laughs> Gina is back on the B Movie Breakdown. Hell yeah! And it's a weekly Busting podcast. Out the heavy hitters. This is badass. It's badass. Three Super heavy hitters, especially uh, Gina and sometimes friend of the show Pat. Uh, this is the B Movie Breakdown. It's a weekly podcast where we find the humor and enjoyment, in awesome and awesomely bad films of the past and present, home of the good, the bad, the what the. Fuck. Each week's movie is revealed on every episode at the end of every episode, so you two can join in on the madness. What's going on? I don't know, man. Pat is on a roll. When he walks <laughs> away, that's all I can see is his background, which is not uh, appropriate. Yeah, not <laughs> appropriate at all with his uh he's he's trying to challenge something for this episode of the podcast. His inner Alex Jones for this episode of the podcast. Uh, uh, he, no. episode, episode 300, he's channeling uh, the inner Alex Jones for episode 300. Not once you have any inner Alex Jones anywhere. Well, Pat, Pat has it and, he, and he's bringing it to episode 300. Uh hey. if you want to uh, follow the podcast on social media. Do so at B-Movie Breakdown, especially over on the gram. Do that. Uh, DM us on there, on Twitter or Facebook, or email us, bmbpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions or movies you've made and you want us to watch, uh, plenty of people have sent, us, have sent us movies you've made, for better or worse, and uh, and we, we thoroughly enjoy getting those from time to time. So send us uh, those over there. Uh, real quick before uh, Nick gets into his plugs, I want to thank everybody and anybody who's ever listened to this podcast or still listens to this podcast um, for over 300 episodes. It's always a wild roller coaster each week watching these movies. Uh, sometimes they're amazing, sometimes they're horrible, sometimes they're just out of control. So uh, <laughs> if you could see Nick's face, it, it says it all. Uh, for for most of these movies, and to thank all, for, thank you guys for joining, uh, you know, in in on this podcast as well, and uh, being being a major huge part of this, whether it's been for a short amount of time, like uh, sometimes friend of the show Pat, or uh, large 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 gaps like Nick, or uh, large gaps like Gina, so um, we've everybody's uh, had a had a good part in this podcast. So yes, thank you to anybody listening as well. Uh, Especially, you know, I'll, go, I'll give him a shout out because he always comments on so many things. Uh, I know Nick does not want me to give him a shout out for his Ooh. lovely comments he always makes. Uh, at McCooley DMP, that dude always comments all the what? time. He's great. Yeah, but I know, you, but you don't. I don't know how you feel about some of his comments he makes. I don't. You feed into him, and he feeds some into some of the hashtags he started. He didn't start those. Podcast. That was you started those. <laughs> And then he latched on, and then you're like, somebody thinks it's funny. Oh, let's keep doing it. And there it is. Well done. I might, I might have said in one episode, like, whip your tits out, but I did not start the hashtag. You might have said. No, that's how hashtags start, dude. <laughs> you say something, 
I think I recall that episode. You definitely said that. Do you think The Rock said out loud, hashtag boots to asses? No. <laughs> so he said it, and then people just started hashtagging it. That's how things start. It's, what a trendsetter. Yeah, I am you a trendsetter. You fired a man. And you're the also a trendsetter. Your tits out. Isn't that cool? That's part of your <laughs> legacy. Don't you like that? <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't the exact thing. It was the, the initials of it that was the hashtag. So making a little bit more PG. I hope I'm just showing how much I don't care about that. I just you don't. Put it on your tombstone. <laughs> Corey Rossini, 1987 to 2007. Not born in 1987. Whip so your tits okay. out. 86. What year did you say? 2000 what? <laughs> Something uh, ridiculous in the future. 73, <laughs> I think. 2006. So <laughs> Mar- yeah. I, uh, <laughs> 2006. I think I said well, 72. <laughs> I mean, that's. Well, anyways, we don't know what the future holds. Yeah. yeah, we don't know. 52 more years. Here we go. It could um, be tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, got a few months at least. We got a few, yeah, months. at least a few months. Give me a few months. Not don't try backtrack me uh, a few about fourteen years instead. Dude, I, uh, nearly in the next century. I'm being optimistic here. Oh but, my uh, god, 2006 was fourteen years ago. Holy, I, no, yeah. I, I never said 2006. <laughs> I don't want my that's good friend my... Corey to die in the past. In the past, I'm gonna travel back in time, and then that's when I'll die. Um, go, yeah. So when time travel's invented. But uh, since time travel is not invented, we want to get into the into the present. Nick, yes. do you have some present plugs that you want to I'll make? I'll just make it short and sweet. Follow me on Instagram, Skeleton Stories. I draw pictures. And Weird and Feared Podcast is a podcast about monsters, madness, and mayhem. All right. Check those out. Back to the episode 300. Back to episode 300. Resume. For episode, for episode 300, uh, we're, we're revisiting some characters from the past. Uh, back in episode 27 of the podcast, when back when Anime Dan did the show with me, uh, we we covered a movie that is very infamous. I feel like with anybody growing up in the '90s, and uh, with the internet as well, because it has since you know taken on a life of its own. Uh, that being the Buttercream Gang, and there is actually a sequel, believe it or not, to the Buttercream Gang, and it is called the Buttercream Gang in Secret of Treasure Mountain. It's the best of the worst. So I never knew I never knew that there was a sequel to this uh, until recently. Nick, I was mentioning to Gina before the podcast when me and you had watched uh, that movie on our own, which was a feature films for family feature. Uh, I had been I started like digging deeper into the feature films for family library, and that's when I found out that there was a sequel to the Buttercream Gang. <laughs> Uh, what a cool I discovery watch, for all of our. I watched, this, I watched. I watched. I the, watched the original Buttercream Gang in school, as did Gina. I know. Yeah. Um, it like, was like I, every year. It dude, was what like year? Annual. I don't. We went to the same school. I don't remember years, any of these. But they know it was legit because in the nineties that was the thing. Like, don't you? Da- there's gangs, and don't you dare! Don't you dare! And it was <laughs> like, true. We're not, like we live in like a small. Like at the time, it wasn't even suburban. I was like rural. Like, it was very rural. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't go to Chicago that much. I don't think I would. I guess like way to shit on Chicago for eternity. 
Like that movie. Isn't that where he went? He went to Chicago yes. and he was a bad kid. They, they only mentioned it like 50 times in the original. <sighs> See, they they just, just can't let it go. They just, they casually like shit on Chicago. <laughs> just like with their undertone of their voice every time they mentioned it. And he joined the most like stereotypical like Mexican gang. <laughs> no, no. That gang was a bunch of white kids acting like a Mexican gang. It was so weird. It's like they yeah. like, it's like they heard the concept of a gang, but they never even saw one. And then they just like tried someone to from them. rural America. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. It's like all those kids came from the suburbs or rural. It's America, almost like they then... don't have any. They don't know anyone, and there's no frame of reference for any of these things. But they're real bad. They know that for sure. Yeah. And then they tried to make one. Well, yeah. Pat, you're saying you don't really remember watching is... this in no, school. Was... Yeah. No, I don't. Um, but when when I remember watching it in school was like if it rained or something and we were supposed to go outside for like recess or something, they would like always pop this in. It would be like one of the, it was like one of the go-tos. Yeah. It was oh, like man, a go-to. I don't all. I don't remember. Yeah. I, I started Is going it... to the same school as you guys, like third grade. So ever it's since then. Literally the only movie I remember being made to watch at school other than like White Christmas. <laughs> yeah. assembly. I also remember being, they would always play Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory quite a bit. Like that was another that go-to. That I recall, yeah. <laughs> but Just yeah, this costumes. one, this one was one of them. Nick, you had mentioned last week some memories of the original movie. Oh, do I remember? I mean, they got very, I got very specific. I don't know if I can be that specific again. <laughs> no, you were very specific, like the TV where it was, like sitting in well, your living room. Okay, like, fine. The kind of TV. Well, it was well, the, old, the old shag carpet. Yeah, the old shag carpeting my parents used to have in the living room, and we used to have a big giant box TV that sat. It was like you could live inside of it. Oh and yeah. Then, I I might have left out a detail before because they also used to have a stove that was like a tile stove. And like where the shag carpet met the stove, there was like little nails that whoever built it 40 years ago would not like nail them down right. So if you're ever like playing or leaning over there, you'd be like, ow, like a little poke, <laughs> like if you just rested your hand the wrong way. <laughs> so I'm memory. sure that happened. I'm sure that happened when I was watching it. But I'm glad you associate. Oh, go ahead. Well, it's just Wait, the living room. I mean, it was a maj- it's a majestic living room. I wish mm-hmm. it still existed, but that living room does not exist anymore. But then, but those curtains do. And those curtains are a nice golden shade. So I was watching Buttercream Gang in the dark, probably with my hands on my chin like a little, you know, little dingus or whatever you call that. Kind of just a little kid, wide-eyed, watching the Chicago gangs or whatever was going on as the sun, like, beamed through the golden, like, <laughs> curtain. So it was like a like an aura in the air, like an old, like, 70s, like, picture, like a, that, a filter. I was basically watching Buttercream Gang in an Instagram filter. I remember that, so. Dude, you just, that was the perfect nostalgic picture you just painted. Yeah. I'd like to think so. It I like good. how you associate this movie with like physical pain too. Yeah, with those. Those, I mean, the, I mean, if you, <laughs> man, whenever I would drop my transformers <laughs> over there and just go pick them up, I'd lean on my elbow like, ow! It would never would like bleed or anything. It was like, ow! Uh, it's a little too sharp. Awesome. But my then sometimes I'd be like, oh, yeah. Sorry. Sometimes I'd be like, where is? And I poke myself on accident. Anyways. <laughs> well, Pat, since you probably have you probably have the freshest memory. Of anybody yeah, with the original one, since you just <laughs> watched the original one uh, in preparation to watch the sequel. Yeah, I thought about uh, doing that, and then I said, like, yeah, I'm not doing that. That's a good choice. You do have to admit, though, that kid who plays Pete is unbelievable. He's in, he's just out of control amazing. It's, <laughs> he is the... I don't know how to even... I don't even know what to say about his performance. It's just so weird. 
it's like he's just normal rural kid and then he's gone for nine months and he's totally different dude it's just like i and he associates it with some event that happened in chicago and like it's like you don't know what happened to me and i'm like no we don't i was like no dude what did happen to you (laughs) (laughs) something extremely traumatic which they don't show they maybe kind of allude to yeah, happens to this kid to it. and he's just like a fucking crazy gangster not a crazy gangster but like he just wants to beat kids up and steal and he just like, can't get away from it it's just like who he is now isn't that like like, something though that like fade that like feeds into like the rural propaganda of like when some bad thing happened yeah. what happened ah, yeah something yeah. Yeah. and i like to i like to think his actions in the original movie uh, one scene in particular, and actually it's on YouTube as labeled as the greatest performance in film history. Um, it is the scene where he's in the gr- in in this grocery store, which is um, Mr. Griff, right? Wasn't that his name? Um, I believe so. Yeah. That's the character who in this movie who is going like Graf. losing everything. Graf. And I Graf, Mr. Graff, I like to believe that like because of Pete's actions and destroying the store and stealing things, that's what's caused Mr. Graff that- to Yes, that's the cause of the second uh, movie. Mr. Graff can no longer afford to live in his home. He had a heart attack because he was so traumatized. (laughs) He's going to sell everything he owns, everything, just to survive, dude. That guy, (laughs) I don't even think he can, like, buy groceries anymore. And he owns a grocery store. (laughs) No, he's losing everything. Yeah, they foreclosed all my milk and bread. I get nothing to eat or drink. So Help for me. those who haven't seen the Buttercream Gang, it's like this goody two shoes like group of kids that do like favors for people around town. Uh, it's a group that has existed and been handed down through a- through the ages ever since the war uh, when yeah, the men went away. This is mentioned in both movies too. Uh, after the war, when the boys would help the women in the town uh, like cr- turn butter and create buttercream, and it was like. Turn, they became the buttercream gang and they just helped I remember people. that as a child and be like what the fuck are you talking about yeah it was like a raid as a, a, as a 33 year old man i'm not sure what they're talking about <laughs> no, what the fuck what the fuck and is i love and i love that they re-explained it in this one in the sequel like they it was a quick little like you know yeah. they didn't go to as much detail as in the original movie, but it was like Herber walking through the caverns. Might as well just talk about what the Buttercream Gang means. Which um, which war do you yeah. think it was? Revolutionary killed, or civil raid, war? Killed the men. That's all they said. They said a raid killed the men, and so the teen boys helped the women to turn butter. A but raid killed the men. A raid. Yeah, they yeah. they always say a raid. <laughs> so like they during, they went during the town. war. To like steal supplies? That's all I can think. I don't of. think I don't this know. is the same universe we live in, guys. Something other oh, else did? happened. There. <laughs> this is part of the multiverse. <laughs> this is a science fiction story from a different universe entirely. Uh, would that be a great spin on this? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm what, guessing. When was there a raid on American soil? The Civil War. I, I don't know. Revolutionary War. I'm guessing Revolutionary War. Or were, is, were they waving, waging war against the natives, and that that was guys, a raid? Because a raid implies far, almost indigenous warfare. Where right. are they at? Uh, Elk Ridge. I, yeah, but yeah. what's the state? I'm I guessing don't know. It's the far west. 
none of I their clothes thinking, yeah. none of their clothes make sense as to where they might live. Like the one kid's got a 49ers hat on, but the other kid's got a Notre Dame shirt on. The other kid's got it's, an Orioles hat on. Yeah, I don't know where the fuck. Yeah, at. it's like I know they're, they're not near Chicago. That's for sure. They're, they're far away from Chicago. <laughs> Okay, so it's definitely the West, though, because there's Spanish conquistadors mentioned in the second right. movie. Okay, so it's so... somewhere southwest, at least. So what do you think? Just pick a random bullshit place, like Arizona? I don't know. There's what is Did that match the area? Well, well in think? the first one, I would always picture it being like Iowa or like Nebraska. Like small town USA was like, sure. you know, the, the town they lived in, Midwest. Like, I don't think you know, stores were in Nebraska. No, well, not now. Not after watching the second one. And there's like, right. they live in this mountainous town, and oh. the town was never like that in the first one. No, there's a I, white I, shot. I kind of was guessing rural California, to be honest with you. That was Reverend, my guess, too. Yeah, California. would be. It's a big state. There's a lot going on. Although, why, why if you have it take place in California, you picture LA's right there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. If you want to, or I mean, or Oakland, if you want to pick out, like, if you want to find the bad place, he had to go. Well, it's gotta be Chicago, guys. He had to go real fast. Visit all the time. Yeah, LA, or Chicago would have been like a hot spot for gangs in the nineties. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that's why. That's why I always thought it was like middle of America, like you know, like oh, yeah. he goes to Chicago, and that was closer. You know, it wasn't too absurd for him to travel to live there with his aunt. So that's why yeah. I always thought it was like somewhere like in the in like the middle of the country, not necessarily California. But now the California makes more sense after the 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 geography of the uh, of the right where they where they were at in the, in this movie. Um, yeah. But I'm glad I was glad to see that the entire cast returned minus Pete. Unfo- I kind of wish they would have just thrown Pete could have just shown up again at the end and like. And like, you know, hey, I'm still having fun in Chicago because at the at the end, if Nick, if you don't remember, Pete I goes back remember. to Chicago and forms like Buttercream Gang Chicago. Yeah, he totally redeems himself. Uh, the Chicago chapter. Yeah, they like clean up. The yeah, how'd that work out? That probably universe. didn't work out well for Pete. Well, in between in the first and the second movie, they don't tell you this. He died in a blaze of gunfire. Really, oh my really God. <laughs> well, you didn't have to say it out loud. That's the implication. Yeah, I he was trying to, people to know. He was people trying to help to know the truth he was, of the danger of being in the Chicago gang. Yeah, he's yeah. never like mentioned in the second one at all. No, not no, at all. I was that's waiting for that time. character. And I Which like, I don't that's the plot of their great friend in the entire movie. And they <laughs> fucking Pete doesn't even write a letter to him. What the hell? Well, they kind of they're kind of like at the end of the first one, they're like friends kind of, but not really. It is kind of like go their separate ways. But he they still does write start. To each other. Or wait, yeah. the one kid does. Yeah. So, yeah, he just kind of, you know, weird. But you know, he probably tried to help somebody in Chicago, and somebody in Chicago was like, "What are you doing? This is weird. Don't help me. Who helps anybody?" And they just like killed him or something. They stabbed him, left him in the yeah. street. Did you help write the generic plot of what their Chicago is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A seven. I help people in Chicago. What's that about? Get out of here. Yeah. This is Chicago. We don't help people. Yeah, I thought about the most generic thing I could think about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I was, disapp- I was one disappointed in no Pete, and I was also disappointed that yeah. the song from the original movie was not played. Like, the music from that song was played, but they didn't play the, the, the song, and I was kind of bummed out about that. 
Maybe they only had the rights to, like the instrumental part, not the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> True. They were still up and coming when they made that first one, right? Yeah, that song was called. It's, you can actually, you can actually listen to the whole song on YouTube, which is hilarious. That somebody took the song and made it its own YouTube video, awesome. and it's called "Dreams of a Different Day." And I thought that would have <laughs> went perfectly with this movie too, with with the yeah. Alvin and his whole character arc. Because he has these rap. dreams of a different how, day. How big of a role does Eldon have in the first one? Not like this. It's Scott or yeah. Peter does. Pe- they really Peter, went all in on Eldon. Peter and Eldon really kind of like switch roles. Yeah. Like he's more in the forefront. Yeah. But I wish Eldon like, joined a gang. In the other That'd one, it's awesome. more <laughs> it's more Scott and Pete that are like the two Scott, main. Yeah. And like Eldon and Lanny. Uh, Lanny is two? non-existent in this movie. He is just not even there, dude. No, he uh, he's barely around. Also, no. two weird names, right? Eldon and Lanny. I didn't even know that that's what they were calling him at first because I hadn't wa- rewatched the first one and I had yeah. to put the captions on. <laughs> yeah, what's his name? <laughs> Wait, the auto captions on YouTube? Yes, I did. <laughs> even Where's then, I would be like, eh, "This is questionable." Yeah. Oh, sometimes it was interesting, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, Eldon is Eldon. 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 Like Sheldon, but just Eldon. Okay. Right. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, of course. I mean, that was the first name I thought of that sounded similar to Eldon. I'm like, oh, another name that's not great, Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> it always cool. reminds me of like somebody who like physically resembles a turtle. Who Eldon yeah. or yeah. Sheldon? Sheldon. Oh, Sheldon. That's I guess yeah. Sheldon, too. He's kind of turtle-like, yeah. No, what? No, but right. A Sheldon. God damn it! I'm not gonna see that. Well, at least you, you took back the name Sheldon for me because now I think of turtles. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's back. Did, uh, Little uh, Sheldon. Did anybody else call the 800 number in the beginning of the uh, movie? No. I wanted. Did you? I seriously thought about it. I thought about did it. Did you? I did I call it. What happened? <laughs> I called it, and it's now a medical alert number. <laughs> and, oh, no! And, which, I, that kind of freaked me out. I was like, oh, I'm causing trouble. Uh, <laughs> this, woman, oh, no. this woman answers the phone and goes, this is blah, 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 medical alert, and this phone uh, call is being recorded. Do you cons- consent to that? And I go, um, excuse me? And she goes, excellent. How can I help you with your medical? I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I no, no, no. Yes. <laughs> and then she tried to sell me something, like, Right. She went well, right into a sales pitch, which I was like, it oh, makes this sense. Yeah, this is appropriate. They were trying to sell you movies back in the day. That was like so the I, whole thing. They claimed bankruptcy and they just changed like the uh, the the focus of their company. I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, that wouldn't the, be surprising. The, the, the phone number actually appears at the end too, where it oh, says like it? the mo- the motto for the movies is feature films for families, strengthening traditional values through entertainment. I don't uh, like that. Traditional values is never a good phrase. Don't like it. <laughs> Traditional yeah. values. <laughs> and it also it, said it, 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 like, vaguely Christian or like somehow religious tinge. I think so. Yeah. Slightly lay it on thick or anything. It's just like the do good there is a verse in this one, I know. But it's oh. like like a biblical verse. The but la- it's not like last- lay it on thick. The last one was way more like out in the open. Like they even go to right. church. The the father is way more present. The priest, the priest. Yeah, the priest like is like way more present. He's their baseball coach in the first one. 
there's definitely some more religious vibes in that one. But like when we when me and Nick watched on our own, that one didn't really have too much a religious vibe. It just had like the feel good type of. I don't remember this movie or what it was about. On our own, on our own, <laughs> Sorry, was that one you said those, it three like, times. Remember the, like, the, those kids remember. had like a deadbeat dad or something, and their mom dies. And then they're going to be put in foster, split up in foster care, so they like run away. Oh, that's a good one. And, I remember and, now. And then they like went to see their like uncle. Gina, that's a good one. If you're going to watch some of this bullshit we watch, that's a good one. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. It's so depressing and like what is? And it's just it's just nonsense. It almost there's reminded like a me plane of plane involved, and like there's a high speed chase at the end of so the whole movie's yeah. a chase scene. It's it reminded me of like The Wizard, but without video games almost. Yeah. When their mom dies, it's so sad. Oh, yeah. It's super oh, the mom's always got to be dead. That's always oh, a thing. With and dad's mom, mom dies, dad's gone. Archetype, yeah, some archetype is dead, gone, in jail. <laughs> How else yes. are you going to find Christ? Well, yeah, it's to, like they're going to yeah, be split up. Us. They, they don't want to be split up in, into different foster homes or adopted by. They're yeah. afraid that they're going to be like right. adopted by Gina, different It's a good one. Like heavy-handed. It's a good one. It's fucked up. Some of the stuff that was made for kids. I mean, I get that this was like kind of like indie offshoot stuff, but I mean, we saw it in school. So then, you know how? Right. Like how obscure could it have been back then? But it's like some of the stuff, even mainstream stuff that was made when we were growing up, is like this. Cute. Okay. Like this is heavy-handed for a kid to absorb. Like, like I feel like everyone's that. very soft now in comparison. <laughs> well, and one yeah, reason they, were... they probably showed it in school too was not only because like the gang stuff and what like okay we live near Chicago so it's like they don't want whatever but also they got sent that movie for free. Most people saw this movie <laughs> because they got well, like the original Buttercream Gang. Most people saw that because it was sent to them for, for free. This company would just send movies to people. And then assume that the people would just buy more movies. Like, we gave you this freebie, come on, buy more. Yeah. I want a documentary about this production company, kind of. I just want to know what be, what's the deal, yeah. what the set was. I don't and know. And they also, they also had a message right before the, like, the motto of the company and the reiteration of the phone number. It said, we gratefully acknowledge the many families nationwide who support our efforts for better entertainment. Without them, this motion picture would not have been possible. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, was, I knew there was going to be something at the end, some sort of weird thank you, something. Um, oh, you maybe no, like, I just you turned know. it off. Oh, I fast forwarded <laughs> yeah, to like the thank you part of the credits. Um, because I, I wasn't expecting like a you know this was based on the life of Bajina Mean or something like that, but it was, nothing uh, is ever that good. Nothing is ever that no. good. No, <laughs> a fictional person. Uh, to uh, for the those in the room with us uh, who don't know the reference, me and Nick watched the movie Chairman of the Board with Carrot Top. Gina, another good one. I you feel like to... I remember that. You probably do, but it's it, it's, it's real a crazy prop comedy movie. Is what the fuck that I movie can't is. Stand I mean, his insane face. concept. Who the fuck does that? A prop it. comedy movie? Are you nuts? It's not just about prop props though. He invents like the TV dinner with the TV inside. Dude, it's yeah, still like a, a prop comedy movie. Like, why the fuck would you sign off on that? It's nuts. It doesn't make sense. I'm gonna look it up. Wait, what but, was it? Chairman of the 
board. Yeah, yeah, chairman of the yeah. board. And at the end of it, though, it says this was loosely based on the life of Bajina Mean. That guy never and we're existed. Like, we're like, who is this? And we tried Googling it, and it's like not even a real person. It's like not anybody you could find on the internet. The only thing when you Google it is that it's the credit at the end of chairman of the board. And like, it doesn't even explain like, oh, it's credit and it's, this, it's like some guy's friend or like somebody like, no, you have no idea who this guy is if he ever existed at all. Because it doesn't have to be a famous person to inspire a movie or have it based off him. Right. But the fact that it's in the movie and then no one knows who this man is <laughs> and, just throws it, and it just throws it in your face after watching a Carrot Top movie. What? what? And it Why says it like right away, to too. Right when the I'm credits start amazed. rolling, it says, like, <laughs> inspired by the life events of Bajina Mean. Yeah. Like, so, who, is who is this? Yeah, as far right. as movies that I'm watching on this with this on this podcast that are terrible and garbage. When I get a good one of those, a good chairman of the board, like there we go. Cause it's all, it's hilarious. Uh, I, it generally made me laugh many times. It's very silly and very funny. But I'm I mean, looking at pictures from this movie and he looks like an apex twin music video. Like it's rough. he just looks, he's terrifying. I can't watch him. My favorite I mean, you're not going to like it. My favorite thing to come from that is uh, there's a Conan O'Brien interview with the woman who's in that, Courtney Thorne-Smith, and Norm MacDonald is the other uh, interview on that, and he just destroys the movie the entire time during this poor woman's interview. I mean, that interview might as well be like part two of the movie. And the movie the whole time. It's really great. From Rose Place? Isn't she from Melrose Place? Yeah, and she was in Revenge of the... She was in yeah. Revenge of the Nerds. Um, yeah, they got her sucker yeah. into that shit show somehow. All yeah, and the, the one the one joke I always remember him. from that interview is she's like Conan's like, what was the what's the name of the movie? You know, like your promoter or whatever. And she's like chairman of the board with Carrot Top, and he goes, what is board spelled? B O R E D. Well, the, yeah, but no, the, the best part about that, that is though. Conan yeah. challenges Norm. He goes, "What do you got to say about that?" And then, bam! Right away, <laughs> it's, the whole the whole place, the building just falls apart. And Conan like falls yeah. out of his chair. It's great. Yeah, the, the setup yeah, is because yeah. because Norm wouldn't stop talking. He kept being he was a shitty guy the whole time. Oh, and just... then Conan just throws it right in his lap, and immediately it comes out. <laughs> yeah, he like just shits all over the movie good. so fucking hard, and she's just like sitting there like, like, "What do I do?" <laughs> yeah, she's the height really of high. his alcoholism, brilliance, or whatever was happening. Could've... Wasn't he like a bad? He had like a bad problem, and he got kicked off of SNL and stuff. But I'm, I feel like that's when he was funniest. <laughs> it's the best. Like, Norm is I even like now. That, Norm's a great guy. He claims to be a, to be to have been kicked off for uh, making fun of OJ during the OJ trial. That was his claim. Yeah, that's like the big. Yeah, anytime they talk about it, that's what he always says. Is like it was like yeah. a big. He like went too far with OJ jokes during like Weekend Update, and they were like, "Yeah, you got, you can't like be doing this." Like, I don't even know uh-huh. if it was necessarily about OJ, but it was about like the whole situation and trial. And I guess like they just told him like, "You're going, you're like you're just going too far," and we told you to stop, and he just wasn't stopping. Yeah, he continually <laughs> made jokes after he was told not to like multiple times. <laughs> I think the big one was like after he was found not guilty, the joke that he made was murder is now legal in the state of California. <laughs> All right, Norm, you gotta go. Supposedly okay. that was the joke. It was like the last straw. It's but a, yeah, I mean, it could have been. 
I could definitely see out uh, Norm having an alcohol problem just because like he's brilliantly funny, but everybody around him says he'd be he'd be way more successful and hilarious if he wasn't so lazy. <laughs> just like he doesn't care. I mean, that honestly might have come from my mother, because I think she just thought every comedian was an alcoholic, but I remember her specifically, like, he finally did it, he's changed too much, so it probably, (laughs) that misinformation. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of those guys drink and party, though, it's not, I mean, it is, it is a comedy, especially I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure at the time, even being, especially being on SNL, and they did the parties afterwards and stuff, I'm sure he drank quite a bit. But he's been notorious for always like getting himself in trouble oh, for yeah. so many different things. Yes. He, when he when he had his podcast, which then turned into a Netflix show, but it only was on for one season. I don't know. But anyways, the show was fucking amazing. But they did like a uh, like a like a ad for like some grill thing or something, and all they they all he did was like make fun of it the whole time. He literally like it was the ad just turned into a bit where him and like I think Nick Swartzen was the guest, and they're just like <laughs> ripping on this product that's supposed to be the ad and it's just like yeah they didn't come back the next week they're like get this off (laughs) here and it was just like he just like making fun of how stupid the product was he would he would always accuse his jewish co-host of being a holocaust denier all the time to the point where his parents were like worried that he actually was yeah adam egan who's like the guy who runs the comedy store he was yeah But yeah, that's that's norm for you. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how we got onto Norm McDonald <laughs> from, from from feature oh, films for families. Chairman of, the, the, chairman of the board, and I don't know where that. Oh yeah, chairman of the board. Yeah, how did you get I chairman think, of the board in there? We were talking you know about cool weird thing things in credits. Weird things in credits. Try and is when we try and talk about what we talked about five minutes ago and why it happened. When the person listening could just <laughs> rewind. We have literally yeah. barely talked about this actual movie. <laughs> that's fine. I barely watched it. Well, the actual movie is insane. To begin with, because it starts for the first eight minutes of the movie, is this like conquistador thing? Yes. Yeah. It's a weird... What a weird open! It goes on for so long. You think it'd be a quick thing? I'm like, am I going to spend a lot of time with these characters? Eight minutes. Yeah, it's I didn't a understand. Time. I, I thought I had the wrong thing on for a while. I thought I was watching the wrong <laughs> thing. This can't be right. But then I realized, I remembered like treasure. I'm like, oh, this must be part of that. Like conquistadors, the little hat. Okay, I got it. I'm back. So I yeah. okay, I'll stick with this. <laughs> See, I I I, le- I became nervous when they started talking about the natives and started showing me those the oh, native the Native American. They were and I was to like, them what are we? Savages. They were not natives yeah. in this movie. They were savages. Yeah. Well, that's what they were called. There was a horde of savages pursuing them. I know what was said, Pat, and it was not good talk. It was ancient colonial talk. Not well, good. We gotta address this movie appropriately. You gotta say what they said. Don't sugarcoat it, Nick. Don't paint it in a better light than it is. How is this sugarcoating it? <laughs> Speaking of say what they said, I wanna jump on something real quick before we keep moving. Pat, you listened to the old episode of the podcast mm-hmm. where we discussed this, me and Dan. Didn't you say you took some notes from that? I feel like uh, that goes along with say what they said. Well, I took more notes on the actual podcast, not <laughs> notes from the movie. If you want, no, to that's what that. I mean, though. That's what I mean. The episode of the podcast. Yes. Okay. I, that's just like uh, Dan, for some reason, decided to take up uh, accents of like Boston, Chicago, through the entire episode. That was what? What the fuck was that? Did you? Did, have you? 
Have you listened to it recently? I did listen to a little bit of the beginning of, of it the other day. It's like you guys never address it. He never says anything <laughs> about it. But it's like, and it, I would say like 90% of the time he's trying to do it, it fades in and out. And it's just like, what the fuck is he trying to do? It was like a Boston, Chicago accent. But like a yeah, subtle, well, how am I supposed to address that during the episode? How am I supposed <laughs> you, to do you, If you start doing accents to me, I would be like, what are you doing? Yeah, what the no, fuck? I just let him go. Right to your face. I just let him go with it. <laughs> yeah. This wasn't so, yeah. a planned thing. He was just all about that. And then he hated, what was, who, what was the girl's name? Is it Megan? Margaret. Margaret. He was not a fan of Margaret at all. What did Margaret do? With the red hair? Fucking pushy feminist, I guess. She's just always trying oh to... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what I picked up on that. Oh, oh boy. She's just a fucking 12-year-old girl, you know. So, yeah. But, yeah, that, that accent throughout the entire episode, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Those were your only two notes? You made it seem like you had a bunch. No, you didn't ask. You should have prepped this before you asked me that question. I was going to address it before we even started the podcast. You even said, you're like, I took a bunch of notes. It's like, well, sorry. Pat, you're on the spot now, Pat. Don't be a liar. Where's all these notes you took? No, that was, I thought the, maybe you had some, dude. I thought maybe you had some quotes from, uh, from some, some, uh, uh, no, I don't. I, I wouldn't recommend uh, quoting that episode at all. <laughs> oh my God, what was said? Jeez, I listened you, to like the first like 15 minutes and it wasn't all it. that terrible. You're in it. Well, listen to the rest. I remember there was like a, I just heard the beginning. It was talk about like uh, some of the kids like giving like nipple twists to each other and how weird that was. No, the nipple twist and like blowjob and that was a very sexual episode. There was a lot of sexual, not even, there were overtones in it, not undertones. Overdone. I feel like nipple twist though, like boys. I feel like growing up, that was a thing. Was that in the first movie? They nip, they titty twisted each other. One, yeah, a nipple twist, yeah. But then there was a bunch of references that didn't even even happen in the movie about like <laughs> playing with old ladies' <laughs> genitals and giving them some buttercream shots. <laughs> it's a pretty R-rated episode. Where's yeah. the button to no, leave this coming? I, I do recall a lot of, like, talk of, like, oh, the buttercreaming, like, oh, I'm buttercreaming right now, because they keep saying it like that. They keep saying it in that in that tone, like, the buttercreaming, buttercream, it's like a weird, like, they turn it into this, like, weird, like, verb, I think almost, in the to, first one. They're trying to establish it as a thing, because they don't mention mm-hmm. it nearly as much in this one. You've never helped Not somebody? The... You've, never, you've never been creaming? You've never helped somebody out? <laughs> no, I mean, not that kind of thing. the time they called kind. themselves creamers, I was like... <laughs> All right. Corey had mentioned this earlier, like his do-gooders. I don't think do-gooders has ever fits like so well as it does for the Buttercream Gang. They are like it's the true. ultimate do-gooders. Yeah. I want to argue that, that yeah, they just want to help. I mean, so much so that like it's like, do we go find the treasure to help Mr. Graff, or do we go help him paint? Hey, it's the uh, ultimate decision, and our lives are going to be ruined if we don't go help him paint his house. Well, here's my thing. This entire town is, like, financially irresponsible. Um, <laughs> fuck yes. Mr. Graff. Be a kid. Just go be a kid. You're wasting your time painting his fucking house for him. He ran the goddamn business. He can't afford to have somebody else paint it for him. I or you're going to risk your life searching for treasure in the caves. He is a grown ass man. Like at some point, he's responsible for his own situation. I thought about that a lot. Like, what? 
Why is it up to these kids? He, what about the rest of the what about the rest of the adults in the town? Nobody can help. Like the, well, yeah, the town well, Gina, relies the, on the children the for so much. They're like well, the, first the responders. Right. They're, That's true. Uh, part of maintenance of the town. They're doing fundraisers. Well, look how many kids were in the in the in like the crevasse and mountains they were in, <laughs> like just like wandering around, like looking for artifacts and things like that. Like there were so many kids, and like like you said, yeah, doing this fundraiser. Who's organizing these things? You got like. Eldon, who's doing his own yeah. lemonade stand, sure, that's fine. Like he's, yeah. he, I but, feel like a little too the, old to be doing that. But he's like, do he set that up himself? But then there's like this like rollerblade race for like money and like fundraising. Where's this money going to? Who's setting this up? Just the kids? kids. They run the, the fundraiser. Kids, what's Does the fun? What? What's the charity it's going to? It wasn't going to McGrath. Parents. McGrath. There's like, there's there's like yeah, twenty parents, twenty parents in the town, and like a hundred kids. <laughs> And the kids yeah. run out of town. Yeah. Well, I don't know what to tell you how many survived the raid. <laughs> oh, is that what it was? All the... yeah. there, there was another raid? A second raid? <laughs> There's an annual raid, but that one was they monumental. They come and get, they come and into it town. Created, it created <laughs> the tradition of the Buttercream Gang. That's Dude, why the they Butter stick Cream so gang close together. Around, because the town would fucking fall apart. Seriously, every, it would. Every, other, every like year or so, another raid comes. And that's why the town has to be tight as nails. And build this this community. So when the raid comes, they can fend off the raiders, whoever they are. I don't what know. It, it'd be great if it's just a bunch of Native Americans just come and slaughter people every year. That'd be awesome. That'd be so great. <laughs> I mean, that'd be <laughs> they, that'd be that'd be something like to watch. Seventy-five percent of the of the adult population and just roll out. They just come in, and start calling people, and it's like deal with this kids and the buttercream yeah. gang form. That's why they formed in the first place because all the adults were murdered and they had to run the town. <laughs> Well, back in the day, kids would work in the factory at nine. You used to be an adult when you were twelve. In in the uh, the asbestos factory that was uh, built in a coal mine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. As much as much as there were so many kids in this movie, I wish they would develop more of the kids' relationships a little bit more. Like you had like Margaret kind of into Eldon, and you had Jesse kind of into Scott. Like, you could have developed some sort of, like, character arc or relationship arc with, with any of that. Like, even though they're younger kids, they're still, like, pre-teen, maybe they're adults. early, they early the teens. Town. Yeah, they were in the town. So, like, he looked 30 years old to me. Um, there were parts where I'm like, Eldon? Yeah. <laughs> Eldon, Eldon did look like he was, like, he could have been, like, 22 at least. What about that rich woman that wanted to buy Mr. Graff's home that wanted to fuck Eldon? <laughs> You she was like, hey, big she boy. never came back into play. She, yeah, why? Why did she not? None of those characters came yeah, back. Yeah, she goes, hey there, big boy. It was like, whoa. She gave him a big old kiss. And wasn't her handler? A, yeah, go I ahead. have an insane fact about that woman, by the way. I, I have why. not. I have she not have seen this. Damage? I have not seen this documentary. I, I've uh, heard about it. I'm sure Gina probably has seen this. Uh, it's a Netflix documentary called Abducted in Plain Sight. What the fuck is going on? Uh, I have seen it. It's anybody that's seen it is a enraged, second bewildered. It's very. I recommend it, but you're, you're gonna feel a range of emotion. Is that the one where she just like? Never mind. I don't want to spoil it. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. So, anyways, the woman who plays that character of Minnie, who is like the rich woman, is that girl who got kidnapped? The daughter. Yeah, her name is Jan Broberg. 
Jan Broberg felt is like or Jan Broberg, and she is known for having been kidnapped twice at ages twelve and fourteen. What? And her life story is, is is the documentary Abducted in Plain Sight. What, That's crazy. Okay, in a way that makes sense, way she would fall into like this yes. this meta Christian organization. Yes. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to take her thought. Sorry. Yes. Sorry, sorry. No. Was she uh, was, was she playing herself in this there. movie? She did seem a little, but yeah, no, I she get it. I get remember it. word, Gina. I think saying she seemed a little blue is an understatement. <laughs> she couldn't remember <laughs> words all the time, and that guy had to tell her the word she was thinking of. Cute was like the number one one. She could not think of cute, yeah. even though she said it five times within twenty seconds. Yeah, that's she was... crazy. I would never have even known that. There's another one though that um, the Indian, the like Native American guy at the beginning, who's in the like traditional, he played like Jason at was some that, point. Was that that was a white guy, wasn't that? <laughs> I, I just Do you remember which J- did you get catch which before, and he played Jason and Jason five like the fifth one I don't know oh no, no. <laughs> the Native I'm American looking, I'm looking him up right now he, and his name in the thing is like Indian throwing yeah like he has like an axe Wait. that's like oh he, he played oh. Michael Myers <laughs> okay that's what it was not J- yes okay. Yes, that's what uh, which, I which Michael Myers? Uh, in Mike in Halloween Five, the Revenge of Michael Myers. Yeah, I thought for a second you, uh, he was cat. His um, cast name was like throwing axe. Like is this a fucking bullshit Native American name? Like oh, oh like crawling bear. I thought I thought he was cast as a character named throwing axe for a second. He. And I, I did think it was weird was, the first time we see that character is like an upshot camera angle of like almost seeing his ass. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because he had like this this like cloak on, but it only came down to like below his butt cheeks. He just had like a loincloth, yeah. Yeah. He definitely, the, he definitely... The camera did. angle was like, look at it. I'm like, all right, fine. You're going <laughs> to show it? Okay. Jeez. He, he had a lot of roles in movies as a, like just being a Native American guy. Like that's just like Chief Chief Lance or Grey Wolf and. So he is Native know. American. I'm uh, yes, he is. He's Native American. His 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 credit in this movie: Indian holding a, an axe. Oh, he's he's from there Illinois. Yeah. Where's so, he so from? In a way, Illinois. Yes. Piazza. I've never heard of Piazza. Have you heard of Piazza? P i a s a. Yeah, that's they're in Alton. There's the Piazza bird in a. Uh, Alton, Illinois, which was a demon, like serpentine creature. It's painted on the the cliffside. You should look up the Piazza Bird. Wait a minute, that's which, what that would be. Which podcast is this? Did we transfer into a weird and weird? <laughs> what happened? Could have been. Could have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Piazza Bird. There was a lot of legends about the Piazza Bird, but like, and it was like a painted thing. And like, cool. This many stories since we literally mentioned Piazza. If this is in fact where he's from, Illinois, I would think it would be. Yes, um, he is. It was like right. painted on the rock, the rock side. And when the initial explorers came, they couldn't comprehend how it was painted because savages couldn't do that. It's like oh, you fucking guys. Yeah, you fucking guys. His Just family probably uh, painted it there. I, I don't know if his his family painted it there, man. That's pretty yeah, fucking ignorant fucking to say. <laughs> but eventually it wore off. So now there's like they re, there's like a plaque up there. You can go to the mountain. Eventually yeah, it'll man. It'll have that's fun. An, that's pretty wild. Actually, yeah. this guy's been in a number of movies that we've actually watched for the podcast. 
Okay, um, what are those? Well, one being um, Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. Besides that one? Um, another one was Revenge of the Ninja, is another one that was watched for the podcast a long time ago. Don't and then that one, one. The, one that Gina was a, a part of was Silent Night, Deadly Night. He's in that. Oh. Isn't that Punish? Yeah, where he keeps going, Punish, Punish. <laughs> He doesn't. He's he's not that character, but yeah, the the main killer character. Yeah, the young guy, Punish. Okay, I remember him. Yeah, he's oddly been in some movies we've watched for this podcast. I'm not. It's not. We've watched all 300 movies, so it's not hard. (laughs) Some correlations here and there, but I figure from a movie like Buttercream Gang, it's hard to find like a. You know, most of these people have only been in like this movie. Yeah. uh, that's why when I was right. going through the cast list, and I, you know, most people don't have, don't even have a picture on IMDb. So when I saw that that girl Jan Broberg, who was the abducted in plain sight, I clicked her name because I was like, oh, she has a picture. I wonder if she's been in anything else because usually if they have a picture, they've been in at least a few other things. And then the first, her first known for thing on IMDb is abducted in plain sight. I was like, what does she have to do with that? Like that's weird. <laughs> So then I like continued going down the rabbit hole, and I'm like, oh, she was she was literally the one who was abducted. Was she abducted by different people? I I, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Um, I, I I was under the impression it was just one person. Um, oh it's gosh. just so it's very so weird and involved. I I recommend it, but it's so weird. But yeah, was I like, only knew one. Was it a neighbor or something that just kept talking the parents into letting it happen? Yeah. <laughs> what? Okay. Wait a minute. That's yeah. a that's a that's a too long don't read version. Yeah. Wait a yeah. minute. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. He it was like a guy. Her parents he to let parents. him kidnap her. They there he was um there was so much there's so much but yes right. he was I simplified it I yeah. yes exactly. Okay, because yeah. that's right. I was trying to think, is that the so many crazy documentaries that exist now? I was like, is that the one that I thought I heard about that I never watched? Yeah, that's the one, I guess. And he ended, he abducted her. Long and short of it. After some other crazy stuff happened. But yes. So that's weird that she's in this. Yeah. But it makes sense, like Nick was saying, that she would fall in with, like, a bunch of people who would make, like, you know, like, Christian geared type movies if i got abducted twice by the same guy i'd want to fuck teenage boys and uh forget words wow. <laughs> that's the <laughs> quote you just want <laughs> wow wow in this i don't understand <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to make that be about the movie and i can't i can't i can't well, know what's going on lit- no that's way literally can... about the movie the only way i can make it about the movie is that her like husband uh, was a billionaire who wrote a book called How to Make a Billion Dollars uh, Without uh, with No Money Down. Overnight with No Money Down. Yeah. Except for the four ninety nine ninety five you have to spend on the book. Which was like, uh, that was Eldon's drive through the rest of the movie. He wanted to buy that book. Yeah. He, he was, he that's, why he start, that's why he started the lemonade stand, selling yeah. lemonade for 45 yeah. cents a cup. Yeah, and to the to the because of the the fucking poor financial leadership of uh, Mr. Graff, he literally had to find conquistador stolen gold in order Amazing. to buy that fifty dollar book. 
Amazing. Well, it was the 90s, though. 45 cents was like 10 bucks, wasn't it? Is that how? Yeah. Is that, yeah probably. is that how inflation worked? Yeah. Probably. First you could buy a pack of smokes it's... for 50 cents back then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a carton. And, and this movie, like the other one, has like a lesson. Well, has a lesson that is learned eventually. Like Eldon, he wants to be. He want Eldon wants to be so popular. He wants to be Mister Popular. Does he, he? He yeah. He he wants to be this like guy savior yeah, of the town like, hero, yeah, Mister Popular. You know, have this parade for him. These all these things. Yeah, the and at the end, he real he <laughs> he learns that like. You know, he has everything right here. He doesn't need this to be this, like, which is kind of like a weird lesson to be learned. Like, you don't need, you don't, shouldn't be an individual. Like, you have, you're part of a gang. You're part of this group. You're, that's what you are. You're this, this group. You don't need to be an individual. You don't need to be yourself. The alternate universe is that Eldon's ego takes over and eventually he becomes president of the United States. So, <laughs> we don't want that future. What about an Eldon's fantasy fun. where, like, uh, Martha? Yeah. Martha is I, is that her name Martha? Margaret. Margaret. Sorry. Margaret. Margaret Marge. is like eyeballing him and ogling him, and Scott like he fucking throws a hip into her because he's like looking at her. It's like what is that about? Yeah, it's even weirder because like Jesse was more like Scott's like thing. Well, but Margaret was his like fling in the last movie, right? They they liked each other. Yeah. But I, yeah. but like now, clearly that's a thing of the past. So I must have missed that because I did not pick up on either of those silly relationships at all in this movie. I'm, oh, Margaret I'm, was like talking to Eldon multiple times about like, you know, you're you're you know, believe in yourself and like I like you for who you are and like uh, this whole thing. <laughs> and then they even they even said like, what is Scott like your new boyfriend? She she said it to Jesse and Jesse's like, ew, boys are gross. Like they had a whole conversation about it, so mm-hmm. maybe maybe Jesse's into Margaret, and that's why she said that. So I don't know. Was, wait, was Jesse the token <laughs> black girl? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Was Eli her brother? The only other girl. I mean, that was the point of those two people was they were the token black kids in the movie. That's a hundred percent sure. Well, they were just well, living I... in the town. Dude, yeah. the point of them being in the I... movie was to be the token black kids. That's a hundred percent for sure. Eli was a walking dictionary. He needed to be there. He was hilarious, dude. He knew everything about everything. Yeah, I wish there was more Eli, to be honest. Yeah, his <laughs> character, he, was, he was the best character in both movies, even though he wasn't even in the first one. I wish he was. <laughs> <laughs> he, well, he, he was now an official buttercreamer, so they like kind of ne- they replaced him with Pete. Yeah. And uh, did you Pretty like how though, together. you know you're you're talking about feminist type stuff earlier with Margaret? Did you like how when the girls were coming up into the clubhouse, they're like girl coming up, like yeah, they had to yeah. announce it, like the the girls were coming up into the clubhouse oh. on that like weird okay. pulley system that like uh, like Other twenty kids had to pull. They yeah, they made like, some progress because in like the slave labor operated to get in, up there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. There's a weird there was, hierarchy in the buttercream There's a lot of weird manual labor in both these movies. Yeah, it harkens back to how things operated during the 1800s, the late 1800s, early 1900s, of just little kids doing everything. A.K.A. Well, small town USA. It's like uh, people just grow up in that town. They don't teach kids anything, and kids just got to figure it out for themselves. So it's like yeah, no and I feel like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The raids, man. So they just use mass, like, uh, human labor to get things done. Those well, kids also, probably I feel like built the girls, those, that whole town, I bet. Well, could have. 
I feel like the girls also like they they came they've come to that clubhouse not announcing they're coming up and they learned something was going on. <laughs> like, girls coming. I don't know what you're doing. Dude, and, please and, stop. In the first one, they honk a horn when the girls speak, so they can't talk unless like the the horn isn't honking. It's for a progressive oh my organization. God, I don't remember they that honk part. a horn yes. when girls speak, so they'll stop talking so they can. Oh my talk. God, it's fucking <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, go figure. Yeah. Well, in this movie, Eli was uh, all about equality. Eli was the progressive buttercreamer. He was all about equality. Yeah, he didn't say that he saw one day, one day, that women and and men would be equal. Me, probably. In in He did say that, didn't he? But then somebody interjected. In their their town, women couldn't vote. Were they sovereign citizens in that town? You um, gained the right to vote in your first conflict against the Raiders. <laughs> well, didn't they? They made him interject with some bullshit about like how he also didn't support that or something like that. I honestly, the degree I was paying attention does not allow me. I mean, a- after he made like that that profound statement, they like made him say something other something like contradictory to it. It's like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. They may. I mean, I believe you. They like threw, they like jabbed him with an elbow into his ribs and like he said. Oh, like you're just being silly, right? Something yeah. like that, or kind of sort <laughs> of like equality. Who are you? And Take like, it back. What? Do you know? <laughs> Take you know who back. I am in this town? <laughs> <laughs> Take it back. Take that back, Eli. <laughs> Eli, whoa, Eli, what are you doing? This isn't the time or place for that. I had I written. My note was red hair, which I assume is Margaret. Yeah, his imitation Jenny Lewis. <laughs> Solid. Just pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Just that, I feel like she's the token Jenny Lewis in this one. Oh yeah. Yeah, because oh, yeah. she was in everything in the '90s. That had to be like yeah. very. Oh yeah, they had they needed yeah to fill that role. I just yeah. I mean it is odd that they'd have all these kids running around. And then, like, it, the movie's basically just, like, Eldon looking for treasure. Yes. Yeah. Like, did they, did they expect to have, like, an ever, ever, a movie about every single buttercream gang kid if this took off? I think maybe. Yeah, that kind of... Yeah. Like, the Avengers. Like, Margaret's got to have one, right? At some point? Yeah. Yeah, everybody. of course. Scott kind of had his one in the last one, but even though it was more Pete than Scott, but still... Yeah, Scott that, was, was that was Scott's Pete's, or Pete's yeah. Lanny might get one eventually, but it'd probably be like way after like Margaret and Jesse and, e- and Eli and um, Lanny's is about he was he was being molested. He didn't know what to do. About it. <laughs> oh my god! By Lan- the, Lanny's by is the, real dark. By the priest coach? No, the by that cop that you saw in the first one. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I would think it'd be by that mustached guy that was helping them search for artifacts. Who was that guy? Oh yeah. Wait, was, was that the teacher, wasn't like, he? That was the the, 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 wasn't yeah, he the, the teacher. Wasn't he the priest? No, no that was there was like a, teacher. Oh, there I was thought like you were right. There was a guy with the, with the who uncle. The there was a, a guy with like the mustache that. and the Everybody mullet. Looked like and the, who was oh, that guy? the first one. Uh, Wait a minute. He Was he the guy with the metal detector? Or no. Or the, so the uncle was the guy who was searching for the artifacts, but when they were all together searching for the artifacts, there was another adult with them, a mustached guy with a mullet, and he would never appear again in the movie. Oh, and I was like, who the fuck was that guy? Dale Earnhardt? Uh, 
when they had Dale in the rowboat. Dale Earnhardt. Yeah. That guy. Oh, also, like, also in the beginning, about, how did yeah. that girl get tangled in that Dude, um, rope? She was wrapping herself in it. I thought I was going to watch a brutal, like, manslaughter charge yeah, happen there. That would have could have been. That was like, really, like, ominous, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was really bizarre. I put, I wrote, they're just taking off with that little girl in the ropes. <laughs> she can ripped apart. I'm like, she not ripped apart. Like you're dragging kids behind your boat at whatever miles per hour, but you're not gonna make sure. That yeah, they're not tied to the rope you threw on the fucking bank. Now there's there's <laughs> plenty of those kids that go around. They can lose a few. Yeah. <laughs> also, Eldon, Eldon like beat himself up so hard about not saving that girl's life. He was so far away from her. The girl on the ropes. Yeah. That far was he? I thought he he jumped save. off the dock to go save her, but like um, Scott was way closer and could run on the beach to get to her, and Eldon jumped in the water to try to swim towards her. With like, the ski on. Yeah, with the ski on. Like there were, he was like so like you're just a funny fat kid, and he's like. Would That's you? the other thing. I didn't think he was like fat. I don't. No, he wasn't. Lanny he's was not that fat. One. No. No, Lanny. Lanny was definitely chubbier, but they definitely alluded to like you're just a funny fat kid. I wrote he's not that fat. Exclamation. Perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> I watched the first one, and I think that kid actually lost weight between both movies. Yeah. That's amazing. But yeah, it's like get off his case. He's not that fat. He's also he's a, a child. He's a, a fat loser apparently. <laughs> He did look older than the other kids, but yeah. not, like, yeah. fat. I don't know. No. I thought that was bizarre. But then, 90s, it was like, you didn't, you know. And kids are horrible and mean, so I guess that's... They're not so. great, no. Eldon was just an old, fat loser. Yeah, like, just the, like, <laughs> just, like, the fuck-up aspect of it. They definitely <laughs> hammered that home. Like, what an idiot. He can't even water ski, which, like, I'm a fucking grown adult. I don't think I could water ski. Like, that's like a John, like, it reminded me of John Candy in The Great Outdoors. Like, oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. Segment. Just, like, can't do it. Just, like, face planted face first into the water that one time. I liked that scene. Because they all had the wetsuits that were, like, fucking neon, like, body glove. Or those whatever. were great. Super 90s, yeah. yeah. They were super prepared. God, it's like they're going to start colors. going up ramps and doing flips and shit. Yeah. No, Every color was extreme and cool. High contrast nonsense. It was I'm great. Come back. I love that. I love that. It's yeah, got to. Everybody's style was uh, pretty rocking, especially the the evil uh, doctor guy. He had that sick mo- ponytail. Did he have oh. like a bolo tie? <laughs> a bolo? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, he did. He That's how you know he's a Spaniard from Spain. <laughs> okay, it's funny because movie. that's a whole other plot of this <laughs> right? movie. Whole other side plot of this movie that we we almost like completely ignore because it's just like why is this even part of this? These like, and it's just like another '90s thing, right? Another '90s trope. These like three bad, one ringleader with two dopey bad guys. It's like how many movies have we watched like that, Nick? Like many. That's an also trope though too. Like characters from the past also play their relatives in the future. That was yeah, the I got really thrown by that, like, ashamedly, like, confused by the fact that they were like, same guys. Wait, 
Well, they had the same facial hair, too. They looked exactly... I think that's why they spent so much time in the beginning with those characters, so you would recognize them later. Purposely, here's eight minutes of this, so you'll recognize that it's the same people. That actually was problematic for me, because I thought we were skipping some, like, you know, subtext of that say it's something... They're the same people. They've somehow magically teleported. (laughs) I mean... Considering the weird oath they had to take for their whole generational life, yes. you yes. never know <laughs> who commits to right? that. That's fucked up. How, I mean, imagine if you're because you're something your great great grandpa did. You're a slave to this man looking for treasure. What is like that would not fly with me. That man would be murdered, and I've I would had, have my freedom. I've never had anybody stick a blunderbuss in my face, so I can't say that I wouldn't agree to that. Generations ago, and then when he's explaining it to the kids, and the kids are like, "What happens if you don't listen to him?" Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Those guys are literally, yeah, they really are. You're right. They're enslaved to that crazy. Like they were trained sleep. by their great, by their grandpas and their dads and their parents to just be this man's slave to look for treasure in this one area. But they came <laughs> all the way from Spain. Why aren't they just still living in America? Unless he can't find the treasure, or it's in the wrong place. Then all bets are off, and they're they're not affiliated with him anymore. That's that, all it took. They don't know him at the end, you know. Right? They're like, this isn't the treasure. We're free. <laughs> you haven't found the treasure yet. So what's the point? What if you could have just left any time? Say I didn't you find it. You could have just left any time. Right. Yeah, that's never what I was thinking. Never had like, to this stay is for nothing. Like they could have done this at any time. Yeah. This why did it into take my thesis? Years. This leads into my thesis. This is a different science fiction universe. That this is just something that happens. People are indebted to people for generations. Also, in uh, another another uh, testament to your alternate universe, small yeah, town USA, one. small town USA with local monks. Yeah, what the fuck is that? <laughs> literal there? monks. He was in like that Mexican adobe. What the fuck was going on there, dude? There he and then with the dead guy in the ground. That was weird. And then the guy's like, what did he get from there? He's um, Mr. Graff was like, that's where I get my honey or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. What? They took the map to him and they're like this little symbol here. And he's like, oh, you know what? I got it. Like, <laughs> this is true, because in my head, I was like, oh, they just went to the local, the local church or whatever. No, there's the monks church. in a town. That was like, I was like, why are we in a Sergio Leone movie? What the fuck is going on I, right now? I don't know, man. It didn't make sense. It was so weird. <laughs> like, what happened back in the, what kind of history does this town have? It's all over the place, apparently. It's pretty awesome, the more I think about it. <laughs> What's going and, on with the dynamics of how this town functions? And I also can't believe that the curse was real, that the mountains like started shaking yes, and rumbling. Again, yeah, how did have that to happen? Be asking. What the fuck? Right? That, was, that, that was the most surprising part in that. When the mountains started shaking, I was like, what? But also, this is really happening? If this happens to be California, that could just be a nicely timed earthquake. This is yeah, true. That's true. So, they could have thought it was the curse. I mean, it was timed very well. They could have just thought it was just a weird coincidence. Dude. The, the tectonic plate shifted at the moment. But it did start and stop treasure. when he picked up the thing. When he it threw didn't it? Stop. Yeah, it, it stopped, stopped when briefly. He dumped it, right? Yeah. He threw it in the oh, hole. Oh, this is a mini quake. There's <laughs> a tiny guy. I don't know. I and just then, thought. And then when Eldon found that the real treasure, he had that other fantasy of like being like, uh, like having this like parade at medieval times. And sure. 
And, and the whole thing was about getting the gold for Mr. Graff. But in his fantasy, he's presenting the gold to Margaret. <laughs> he, want, he wanted me with Margaret, yeah. In, in it's the his real hormone. subliminal message. There's too we many hormones. In, we, yeah, we can get into it. Because in his <laughs> mind, boy. in his mind, being a hero for Mr. Graff means he will have all the treasure, and the treasure is Margaret. So he saves somebody to benefit himself, so it's mutually assured Helping goodness, I don't know. Yeah, because well, because he's helping. She's into the helping. So yes. I think he sees that as like this leads to this. He's into the help. Help this old man who can't run a business because he was attacked by a gang member. Get the girl. <laughs> find the hidden treasure in the cave. Get the girl. My dreams. It was a, a gang. I'm a knight. He is into helping, but it is the '90s, so he probably thinks like women need money because like women be shopping. So like she <laughs> women be gold. shopping. She needs the gold. It's the nineties. That's she what it was. Gold. That's uh, what's my that's one of my boyfriend's favorite things to say is sometimes he'll just turn to me and shrug, women be shopping. So I when he says it it makes sense in the context, but I appreciated it in this specific it, instance because I've never heard someone else say that. Well, now it's in my vernacular, so that's great. Now I just well, I always think of like shopping. '90s, '90s like comedians, like especially like yeah. '90s like black comedians. It was like a whole thing. It was like like Sinbad was like one of the people that was like on the forefront of women be shopping. Yeah, it is like a, a thing. It was like literally like a like a women be like shopping. a thing. It was like a. It's See, even I, learned a, I learned a pivotal part of American history right now. <laughs> it's even parodied in um, the Nutty Professor. Dave Chappelle plays that like really absurd comedian oh. in that movie. Oh, yeah. I don't and remember he, all the jokes. And in one part, professor. and in one part in the Night Professor, they like when they're at the cl- nightclub and he's doing his act. He's like, "Women be shopping, <laughs> yeah, women that... be shopping," mm-hmm. and it's like a whole. There was like a making fun of like that was like a like a stereotypical joke that people would like just like latch onto. What do you think? Is it the time to bring that joke back to the mainstream? Yeah, it's time, to, it's time to bring it back now. I'm, I'm bringing it back. That's what I'm doing. I'm bringing it back. Be shopping. Yeah, you'd be the man to do it. That would be um, that would be your that'd be a goal. How hilarious was it though that this guy, so that Doctor Elmavadar, whatever the fuck his name was, um, <laughs> he like was like double crossed them so many times and is such a bad person. And at the end, it's like. Save Mr. Graff's and my and house and the town and everything like that, or save this man's life. Dude, he could have done both. He could have done both, but that guy wanted the gold. It didn't make sense. He wanted the gold that was next to Eldon, so he didn't want to save himself. But you could have done both. Eldon could have saved you, and the gold still would have been there. <laughs> like the gold was not in a position where like he had to reach for it or reach for Eldon. He could have had right. Eldon save him, and the gold would have been there. Yeah, it, it didn't make sense. And then Eldon was just like, "No," and he threw the gold over, and oh, okay, that's it. <laughs> I no, mean, no, I need to be also taken a few coins. Like, I don't think it's morally corrupt to like grab a couple. I mean, that was no. the whole point. Well, yes, and also, was. and also, like he was he was hanging on to it, and like the guy said, "I can hang on, save the treasure," and then he could have like you know again came back for the guy. But Eldon just would refuse to move and just said, like, grab my hand. It's like, I'm be fine. Grab the fucking treasure and we can both, we can split it. No matter, I have to take your hand. No. Yeah, 
What yeah, he's so here? worried because he can't because he's a do-gooder. He can't let a, a person die in his watch. Which he, I think he is hilarious. He could have done both, though. He could have done both, yeah, Corey. This, he could have yeah, done is, both. And this is hilarious, though, because he's a do-gooder, but he is also, like we've established, obsessed with his fame. So it's a weird where he wants to he wants to become famous yes. for being a do-gooder. So it's a very, like, imagine if his, like, selfish nature was skewed in a different way. At least it's skewed toward helping people. Yeah. But he's still kind of... I mean, the more it's been famous, yeah. His the fantasies, more you're reminding me of things I tuned out. That seems like those, to be the play. Those fantasies were very strange because he had like a different goal that he spoke about, but in his fantasies, both times it was like people loved him and right. Margaret did too. Yeah, that's because yeah. altruism is sometimes inherently selfish. <laughs> True. There's your message. They're very. I mean, right. It's very like, deep. I want to. I want to be. I want people to respect me and think I'm a better person for helping this man. So I mean, I get something, he gets something. What's wrong with that? And really, there's really nothing wrong with that, I suppose. If you're both you think, be benefiting, there's nothing. And why do you think that. Scott and Lanny were so upset with uh, Eldon wanting to do his own thing and not be like, like thinking like a buttercreamer because they have to hold up their do-gooder, uh, you know, picture. Yeah, they have the, the they term. have this. They, they have this, you know picture of the painted of a buttercream gang and they can't let anybody be themselves and be different than the buttercream gang once you're a buttercreamer you're a buttercreamer for life i like that sentence thinking like a buttercreamer i'm gonna put thinking that, like a buttercreamer i'm gonna right. get a sticker like that and put it on my car buttercreamers buttercreamers do no wrong well i think that, that's not sketchy back in. like at the end i think they get him i think they get him back into the hive mind because at the end I <laughs> he's like me I've always been rich. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, yeah. And also, like, though, but think about that to keep somebody in the gang. They saw Elvin maybe going off in his own path, so they give him all the money they can to be like, "No, you're still with us, right?" Yeah. He's like, "Uh huh." Yeah. Right. Oh, and, man, and, and then the real the gang. Bad guy, it's a real the, gang. The bad guy, like you know, decides to change his tune and gives gives in to you know the to being like good person. But before he like fully like goes to the good side, he also mentions that he would have let Eldon fall. Okay. <laughs> yes. He would have yes. murdered that young boy, dude. Uh, but yeah, well, now that now that none, my search of, life is over, none I of can this had be a good guy. None of this had to happen. Nothing in this movie had to happen. Because you know what fucking happens at the end of the goddamn movie? The whole town pitches in and gives money to Mr. Graff to help him save his stuff. So they didn't even have to fucking find the goddamn treasure, go through any of that stuff, deal with these bad people. If the town, why didn't they just give money in the first place? No, you know what happened? No, because There's a I fucking think... solution there the whole time and they do it at the end. It's insane. No, but look at all the people. Look at all the people who brought over. This is a glue gun stick, by the way, that I'm waving at you guys. I didn't know if you noticed what this was. <laughs> I thought it was. A, I just uh, realized I was like going like this. String cheese. Yeah, that's why. There's a craft shit around here. Oh, but Nick uh, and his cheese. Yeah, Nick and his cheese. But uh, well, because maybe the whole time he was on this weird treasure hunt, like the kids, like they were busy doing like more things to amass money. So, like, that happened in the meantime. So, it just so happened. Because, like, we don't know how long it had been since, like, the Elvin popped up his lemonade stand again. It could have been a few days, you know, or whatever. I don't know. But so the whole town could have been amassing money to give to Mr. McGrath or Graff or whatever his cool name was. I don't think you should be sympathizing for these dopes. These guys, it's a bunch of lazy adults that that they put the weight of the fucking town. When was I sympathizing with these dopes? I was saying the kids, the kids brought most of the money and the monks. 
the, the monks, monks from the local town. Those monks, the, the, the monks, chapter and of the, the monks. kids, and the parents, and the because the, the monks evil, have so much money. Evil doctor guy brought his gold coins and. Yeah, I think, where did he get those? He was looking for treasure. Where did he get those gold coins? And how are they going to turn those? They got to now go because outside small had, town USA to turn in those gold coins for money. The monks were the last one to protect the gold. Remember, that guy stayed in the cave when those those two split. Right. No, but the evil doctor guy had the coins, not the monks. No, no, no. I'm talking about in the beginning of the movie when they split the map. Oh yeah, correct. The monk is left in the cave with the gold. So I'm gonna guess he took he is. a stipend to pay the pay off the monastery. That's it. That's the correct term. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> hey, but you know what? You're asking about gold coins outside of small town USA. I don't think there is much of the USA outside of this town. That's why he went to Chicago because the other big cities in Los Angeles already, already fell to the raids. <laughs> they collapsed to the raids. Yeah, they collapsed. Oh. L.A. is a wasteland. And Chicago was the next biggest city. That's dangerous. True. <laughs> it's a lot True. of space in between there. Gotta keep going east. Just keep heading just... east. And Chicago, oh. what do you think happened in Chicago? It's literally run by gangs because society has collapsed. Oh, that was the, that was an undertone in the first movie. Chicago is a fucking shithole. Well, of course. Like, it, and the thing is, when they show when they show Chicago, it's not even like a bad. They don't show anything that looks bad. <laughs> it's just like. Just like city and like yeah, because like you know it's there. Neighborhood scape. It's the enemy you can't see. They just kind of allude to it. <laughs> they just they just mention like gangs are in Chicago a lot. That's that's what again, gets mentioned constantly. Again, yeah. let your little rural mind think, and that's what's in Chicago. Corey, right. right. yeah. Corey had mentioned <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Corey had well, mentioned this in the first episode, and uh, I concur. I would believe this is definitely true. Pepsi probably funded the first movie. There are multiple appearances appearances of Frito Lays and Cheetos in this one, which oh. is under the umbrella. Yes, of Pepsi. Pepsi, PepsiCo. Yeah, it's all product placement. Oh yeah, yeah. Now maybe the money maybe, from somewhere. Maybe after the U.S. government fell, they reside in PepsiCo's <laughs> quadrant. Dude, where <laughs> ruled by this corporation? <laughs> maybe. Different states. PepsiCo just has PepsiCo just owns this town. It's like a little experiment town. I could be, or it's all that's left of America, west of the Mississippi. I don't know. That would be cool. I don't know. That would be cool. (laughs) Um, But it's funny. There's this movie. uh, The other one has a plethora of reviews. Uh, This one though, the sequel, because I think it's less like less people have seen it. There's only three reviews. Nobody got it for free. Wow. There's uh, two of them are 10 out of 10, one 7 out of 10. So I'm just going to go ahead and read all three reviews because why not? There's only three. Um, this, one's, this one's a 10 out of 10. It's from February of this year, of 2020. Okay. <laughs> all right. This, it says, even creamier than the original. Nope, yeah. you're done. That's over. All right, that's it. That's so that I think that. I read this. I think I read this. Oh, I thought like you said, it, I think I wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. You don't know, watch, watch this back in February already. Uh, so here good. goes. Like a good second entry into a candy bar brand family, this sequel is even creamier than the first one. The key element which makes this movie better than Goonies, Explorers, and what? Stand By Me, what? all together, is buttercreaming. 
Imagine the Buttercream gang finding a body in the woods. They would not have handled it the same way at all. They would have buttercreamed it, meaning they would have done the right thing. Granted, this would have made for a really short movie, but one drenched in buttercream goodness and wholesomeness. I'd really like like to see a third movie, maybe a buttercreamers in space, where the creamers meet an alien race, which is at odds with another alien, and the gang has to rise to the occasion and teach them how to buttercream and gel rather than fight. I don't, I don't know, but in these times of hostility and stupidity, I say the more buttercreaming going on, the better. I, I wonder if guy. the if the now grown actors might be willing to to consider a prison tour where they travel around to <laughs> all over the country and teach some of the hardened inmates the ways of buttercreaming. Just a thought, but I'd like to see the buttercreamers get in touch. Get to touch others the way they have touched me and some people I know. No. Buttercreamers forever. Dude, that's awesome. Some people I know. That's... I did read that earlier. I totally re- I was like, oh, Corey doesn't use this. I'm going to have to bring it up. I, you would have had to. Because buttercream in it, buttercream it is now, is that an urban dictionary for doing good? They buttercreamed oh. it. Is it? That's got to be a troll review. That's like too well written not to be. Yeah, it's got ups and downs. That was good. So yeah. somebody knew what they're doing there. Yeah, they knew what they're doing. The uh, the, se- the seven out of space, ten... the prison. I couldn't. He threw me off his trail. I didn't know where it was going the on. Sev- the seven out of ten review is from uh, 2001, also oh, in February. Good. Weird, also in February. Um, but that that this review is pretty much just like a really short synopsis of the movie, and then at the end they say, "This is a good children's film." I thought they carried a good message and had a satisfying ending. Great. Okay. <laughs> And then the third review uh, out of the three, which is a this is a 10 out of 10 review, also uh, in February, but of 2003. So only people have reviewed this movie in February. Like, <laughs> like, was there a promotion for it then? What was going on? Have they been locked in their house all winter and just lost <laughs> their minds? Uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure. This one says not just for kids. I though this movie was great. Lots of morale, character, and just just as good as the first movie. Amazing actors and a wonderful storyline. I'm now 18 years old and still love it. It's great for any age and a lot better than most movies out today. I wish they would make a third movie. Love the Bible-based godlike atmosphere to the movie, but yet everyone still has fun and it's goofy. What, what year was that review? 2003. Oh my god, he was 18 fucking 2000. Well, they said still love it, which means they've watched it multiple yeah. times like when they were a kid. Yeah, so they have to they had they probably had a VHS film. Yeah, but they were born they said they were 18, they were born in 2002. Who who What? 2002? The review was in 2003. Oh, it was. Okay, I thought you said it was from this year too. I thought you said the review was No, that one was Okay, 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 okay. No, no, no. Yeah, that was, that a, that not right. actual detail was confusing to me. Yeah, well, no, I'm just I'm just thinking about myself in 2003 I, if I would have I, written a fucking buttercream gang review on IMDb just because oh, I like the movie. No, I'm never. Oh. I just can't even imagine like this is a movie writer review about. Well, like, here's really? here's the thing. Think about in 2002. I can't. You popped this movie in, rewatched it, and then said, "I'm gonna get on the internet and write a review about this right now." That's what happened. You didn't come across it on the internet already. You decided, no, oh, I'm, 
Yeah, uh, well, I'm I mean, independently going to write a review about this. It wasn't like you, 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 yeah, you are saying you, but keep in mind, I did not. I actually, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. The <laughs> metaphorical you, the, the metaphorical saying. you, yeah. For anyone listening, it wasn't clear. <laughs> not, I'm accusing Nick of writing that review. That's yeah. what I'm, I'm calling you out and right now. You're like, I know you wrote that. That is definitely your writing style. I've read your comics. It's true. That's it's true. Nick and I graduated high school. That's what I mean. Oh. So like, this is what I would have been up to. Like, really. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you can. I'll let you know that about that, 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 that person that wrote the one in 2003, <laughs> um, who with the short review, has only done one review for one movie, and it was the Buttercream Gang and the Secret of Treasure Mountain. Oh boy! Great. It's oh. not. It's not like it's not like some of these other reviews, you know, where we see people and like one the the other person, one of the other reviewers of this movie has done 1,238 reviews on IMDb. I'm telling you, man, you, we could have a whole podcast where we pick like a review, like a random username, and just read the reviews. They're not copywritten. They're free domain, right? No, oh, yeah. the, uh, it has to be one of these absurd ones, you know, one of these crazy. No, but I mean, we've read some guys that have gone and have had some pretty crazy reviews. Oh, like, yeah. If we went down oh, yeah. the rabbit holes, we'd find insane things. Yeah. Is, which is more disturbing, the guy that wrote 1,122 reviews <laughs> or the guy that wrote one review about the Buttercream Gang in Secret of Treasure Mountain? Which one? Well, this guy, he was like, he's like the Internet. People want to run. He's like, I'm going to try it out. And he's like, well, I've had my fill. I'm done. That's all I got. I'm done. <laughs> done with this internet. We're done. He, he blew his I load mean, on that one review of this movie. Yeah. He's just like, I had fun. That was cool. Boy, I tried out the internet. I'm done now. Oh, man. That's awesome. It's like, it's like, that's enough. Yeah, I was also thinking that. Like, which one? What's the psychopathy here? Which one is, like, worse? Like, the fact that you wrote over a thousand or just the one about that movie. It's so amazing how they almost, the scale, them on both sides of the scale almost evens it out in a weird, crazy way. Like this guy's a lunatic, but this guy can't stop. But this guy just this throws guy's just one a different kind about. of lunatic, yeah. He's like, so he's, <laughs> did he maybe, hopefully he just changed his username and got a different account and wrote a few more reviews. No, just the only one he did. That's all he got. But- the guy the who sequel, wrote that review. Not even the first Buttercream. The sequel to the Buttercream. <laughs> yes, that's it. That's what I'm saying. The sequel. The, uh, the, guy, the, the, the guy who wrote that review oh, okay, of the uh, the guy who wrote that review of the Buttercream gang that was like really like talking about space and prison. He also wrote a review for the original one as well. Good. That's cool. Yeah. So he, you know, but then he also, I wanted to read this one for you, Nick, because. Okay, um, thanks. I can't wait. Um, he also wrote one for Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas. Oh, which we also oh, watched. We Nick also watched for the podcast. He's going through these Bible things. Yeah, that's that's, kind of, that's yeah, that's it's one of those. That's kind of, that's like a that's a car conversation movie. <laughs> yeah, it's literally a movie where the two people have a conversation in a car. This guy actually, loved it. Actually, he, one man listens to like a sermon. Actually, one man Castle? listens to a sermon. He he gave he gave it ten out of ten stars. Well, 10 out of 10. Throw it at me. We didn't watch it. I, I was a lifelong non believer before watching this wholesome family holiday Whoa. gem, but Kurt Cameron lit my path and filled a hole. I had reached oh. a point where I felt all of the holiday specials were drowned in commercialism and materialism. And then one day I sat down while this happened to be playing on a television in the ward I was staying in, and I realized <laughs> that their, <laughs> that their lives. A true, there, there lives a true Christmas angel, Kirk Cameron, who really cares about us all and that we enjoy Christmas his <laughs> way rather than our own misguided ways. 
Thank you, Kirk, for filling the hole, and I hope you do the same for everyone else out there floundering through Christmas the wrong way. Does anyone know if there is a Kirk Cameron Christmas tree topper for sale anywhere rather than the traditional angel? Because this Kirk guy, is my angel all the way. Knows what he's doing. Okay, no, that's yeah. not real. That's it's, bullshit. No, that guy's so doing that. There's no way. I give him my applause, but he knows exactly what he's I give him my applause, doing. too, because yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah, that was good. Because it totally baits you. It's perfect. Well, and someone reading reviews for that movie who are not anyone like us would just read it as matter of fact because those people exist. And well, yeah, they'd be like, you, "Huh, Kirk Cameron Tree Topper? What's up, Amazon?" <laughs> oh, wow. and, we read, and we read some of those during when we watched that movie, and yeah. we re- even read some of the Facebook comments for the movie They're too. Tough. And it was very, very tough, very tough. Well, so, uh, so, so yeah, go out and watch Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas uh, this year. <laughs> Don't promote him. We already did, but we did a whole episode out of 300 episodes. One was, one was, we've watched yeah, multiple Kirk Cameron movies, by the yeah, way. Yeah, because oh, no. some jackass kept suggesting it on the Instagram. I don't know who that jackass was. Well, I'm that's not, why we watched. Was it Corey? No, no it was Nick. It's not Corey. And that's why. <laughs> who was. That's, that's what led us to watching You Lucky Dog, where we got to watch Kirk Cameron act like a dog. Uh, man, oh sucked. wow, that one sucked. That was rough. But just imagine looking at the whole encompassing internet. And you're like, you know what it's missing? Just one more review about the sequel to The Buttercream Gang. It's like, no. Why did you choose to do that, sir? Those are, the, Why was that like, your priority? Those aren't reviews that I've seen too many of. Like, where, like, it's, it's obviously mocking IMDb reviews. Like, right. Th- that's too, like, there. I don't think I've ever heard any other ones like that. But those well, were, like, had a brain, had fun. So many of them are, like, you listen to the review or you read the review and you're, like, Dude, this guy is like dangerous. This person, yes. <laughs> this person, I would not want to be around, and they no. might be a threat or in the news someday soon. And it's just like, been... I'm, it's like it, they give a review of this exact movie, and it's like, oh, I'm I'm afraid of this person. <laughs> some, well, some, me, and, though, some, me and Corey have watched so many where that where um where like the guy doesn't understand the movie, and it's very obvious he only tuned in and watched like half of it. <laughs> Where people yeah. even admit, I only watched part of the movie, but it sucked. Uh, like what? Like you didn't even, you didn't even, and they're like, I don't even understand this part of the movie. Well, you didn't have to watch the whole you thing. It. Well, that doesn't make sense. You now, you've it. invested more into your review of the movie than the actual watching of the movie. Right. Like why? Yeah. So, but but this guy also writes genuine reviews too, so it's not just all satire. Oh, that just, one was good. That was a good one. Um, but yeah, so so there was there was episode 300 of the B movie breakdown, uh, buttercream gang and the secret uh, treasure mountain. Uh, for what the a next secret! Week, what a mountain! In our, in our episode 301, this is a movie that I, I I promised somebody we would do for the podcast. I don't really know if it falls under B movie. They said that it's a bad movie. They said it's awful. Uh, I, well, what I, do you open us into some, here, man? There's some there's some people in this in this room that may have seen this movie already. I have not seen oh. this. Movie. It's a recent movie. I'm per, I, I can guarantee Gina has seen this movie. Badass. Uh, but it's a uh, the 2018 movie A Quiet Place. Have you seen oh, A Quiet yeah. Place, Gina? What? I like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have not seen The Quiet Place. I have not seen it either. I've uh, almost watched it about a hundred billion times, and then I just watched something else. But you've been told it's a bad movie. I've been told by, by somebody, by uh, somebody, my na- my neighbor, 
uh, told me that it is it is awful. Oh, your neighbor. My neighbor and his wife both said that it is is just an awful movie. They probably just bounced off each other as they watched it. And he he was like, you should watch it for your podcast. And I was like, well, (laughs) you know what? We got this like train rolling for episode episode 300, but episode 301, you got it. We're going from the Buttercream Gang sequel to A Quiet Place. (laughs) All right. Are you going to start that's, the uh, countdown for episode real... 400 right now? I yeah, actually we got really, four... really like that movie. <laughs> I mean, that happens sometimes. Sometimes these movies are very enjoyable. I was going to... Sometimes. But this is, like a, this is like a bigger budget movie, you know? It's a bigger yeah. budget, you know? That's what Hollywood. I mean. But we've just... watched big budget Hollywood movies before, and usually they're ones that are more on the spectrum of what's going on. Uh, when, especially when they involve people like Nicolas Cage and, and such. But um, yeah, this one, I don't know. I've, I've, I've heard a lot of mixed things about this movie. I've heard, I've heard pe- people like Gina that really like it. There's a sequel coming heard, out, is it there? Uh, yeah. And I've also heard a lot of people though tell, say that it's, this movie is not good. So I, I, it's very mixed, I feel like, the things I've heard about. It's an about interesting this divide. Did you ever watch The Happening for this? No, we have not. Nick loves The, the Happening. Ha- Oh, okay. Well, that's a whole other bridge to cross, but that's the one. I'm like, Hell Bird, yeah. it's not a quiet place. Okay, whatever. I'm done. I'm done with the... Actually, actually <laughs> my, response, my response to you asking if we watched The Happening should have been, what? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Come I on, man. The plants are fighting back. It's they so are. good. I love that movie. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good it's a good time. Well, that's is because that M. Night, that? M. Night Shyamalan is one of my favorite secret directors. <laughs> that I always say, so it's not much of a secret. Oh, it's a secret that you like him, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yes, but I tell everyone, so it's not really a I'll secret. I'll watch whatever. If it's a thought, turd or an avatar or whatever, I'll watch it. What about, oh, yeah, and I didn't go sit through his avatar. Oh. <laughs> what about Avatar The Last Airbender to the movie? Ooh, that's boy. what she just what, said. Yeah, oh, okay, gonna, I, thought you meant, yeah. I thought you meant the good one. The good no, he doesn't have anything to do with that avatar. No, I, I haven't made that trying. jump into that into the good avatar. I haven't done Don't. that. But oh god, it's no, it's I'm not gonna. Else. Especially if you're no. a fan of the actual series. Well, Ugh. that's what I'd rather watch instead. The series everyone enjoys, as opposed to whatever M Night Shyamalan did. Did you, <laughs> did you watch the series, Gina? No, no. Okay, it's like the total opposite. Oh no, I know. It's like universally like. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's a good thing. Like, oh, it's that'd be a nice thing to watch sometime if I wanted to get into that. If I wasn't binging every Star Trek episode ever made, I would yeah. jump into Avatar. Yeah. How long is that show? <laughs> Not nearly as long as every fucking Star Trek episode ever made. Yeah, I understand. There's many of those. I'm having a fun time over here in space. It's a good time. <laughs> yeah, keep having your fun in space. No, don't. I don't will. Stop. Thank you. Don't it's stop. a great time. Yeah, don't stop. Don't let Pat stop you with his avatar. I, didn't, I wasn't going to stop oh, him. No. Pat's, Pat would I never totally support with me in space. his chronological viewing of Star Trek. It's going to be great jumping from Enterprise to Discovery to the original series. Yeah. <laughs> just, so yeah, Nick won't totally... be watching anything for the next two years other than Star Trek. <laughs> well, I've already finished I've already finished some Deep Space Nine and Voyager, so we're moving along. Oh, I thought you were restarting completely, like re-watching all of them. No, well, I just... Okay. I did Deep Space Nine, and then I yes. was, I bled into Voyager because that's just where I had started rewatching because I had watched Next Gen again a while ago. And so the next one that comes after Voyager is Enterprise, and then I never watched Discovery, which technically happens after that, and then we can just begin a whole thing. It's a fun time I have over here when I'm 
<laughs> just hanging out enjoying myself all right. So next week on the podcast, A Quiet yes. Place from 2018. It's available like, on Hulu. It's available such on Amazon a strange Video. Choice. It's uh, it's available right. all over the place. So uh, you, so check out A Quiet Place if you haven't already seen it. It's a fairly recent movie that I feel like most people have seen, but yeah. three three of us have not seen it. So can we watch more like controversial movies of the recent memory so I have an excuse to watch them? <laughs> we, yeah, I brought yeah, this up earlier. Can, sure. I, I've Did watched. You? A, a greater ratio of shit movies lately because of this podcast. Yeah, but what if what, like, what if you feel like A Quiet Place is shit? Then you're just stuck back in the same loop. Yeah, but at least he experimented. No, I'm, stu- I'm, stu- I'm stuck in the loop because I'm participating in this podcast. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. You've liked some movies, so get out of here. I, I've watched, I like some, but I've watched a greater ratio of okay, crummy movies. Yeah, it it makes you appreciate the good ones more. Oh, it definitely true. does. But it also lowers your standards, so you're generally oh, yeah, more it does. satisfied overall. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my god, there's a plot? <laughs> That's why Highway to, Highway to Hell god. was incredible. Because there was this, oh, you're actually doing something, and we get to deal with hell and demons? There okay. Neat. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to whatever shit with Tarl. Fucking Tarl. Uh, <laughs> there's a man named Tarl. Yeah, we were telling her before the show, Tarl. Oh, Tarl? A human yeah. man from present-day yeah. Earth is named Tarl. How many Earth people do you know named Tarl? No. Zero? Zero, yeah. He's not <laughs> a name. That guy. Oh, and he's a fucking that's... white bread fucking goofball. Yeah, he's just... But he does punch the mummy real hard, so that's a good time. He does do that. He does that's punch true. the mummy real hard. But anyways, that's I guess true. we're going to close this, this shit show out of here. 300 let's keep going. 300, let's just go for another two hours. What yeah, else? yeah, two hours. We can't go for another episodes. two hours. As much as I would love hours. to go for another two hours. Oh yeah, we should go for three hundred hours. Let's do it. We should go for three hundred <laughs> hours. We'll just we're gonna continue. Let's I'm gonna, let's, well, let's just not next... release a hundred episodes and just release them all in one file. Oh no, wait! Don't release Perfect. this episode. Skip it and go to three hundred one. There we go. <laughs> and then everybody will be super confused Perfect. and like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? And then we'll release episode three hundred like in two hundred episodes from now. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so all right. For B Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. Yeah, my name is Nick. I'm Gina. I'm Pat. And come back next week for more of the best of the worst. It's the best of the worst.